Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito. And I am Maggie Robinson. And this is a podcast with with no no agenda. agenda. We would love if you guys would subscribe to the podcast and that way you never miss a new episode. Additionally, when you subscribe, if you could rate and review, we would really appreciate that as well. We are also on social media, both Instagram and Facebook, so please give us a follow at Louisiana Ladies Podcast. And Maggie? You can reach us at our email address, louisianaladiespodcast at gmail.com. back with another episode of Louisiana Ladies, and this week we have the specialist of special guests. (laughs) 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 But truthfully, uh, we have Rachel Marino. Rachel, what was your maiden name? I've already forgotten it. Bunfill. Bunfill. Okay. I upgraded. She was, she was a, but yeah, I would say that's an upgrade. <laughs> I kind of feel like, sorry, Patrick, I might have downgraded just in terms of signature. Major was a lot easier. Well, than the alliteration too. That's cute. That is true. Mm-hmm. Patrick, you ruined it. I'm just picking. Now you don't even write your last name. No, it's a scribble. <laughs> it's an actual scribble. All right. So let's talk about Rachel. We're not talking about me. We're talking about <laughs> Rachel. So, um, I will go ahead and do an intro for Rachel. She, uh, works for the firm. This is how we met, I would say, Mm -hmm. because you are like way younger than me and we went to the same high school, but we were not there at the same time. I'm not way younger than you. In my brain. Anybody (laughs) under 40 is, I don't care if you're 39, you are way younger than me now. You're in a different decade. Gotcha. Way younger than so, uh, that's how Rachel and I've met, and I would tell you that she's basically like my right arm when it comes to work. I probably would have gotten fired 20 times by some sort of policy I would have broken. Um, means the world to me. So, Rachel, we'll talk about you. All right. So, where'd you grow up? Um, so, I was born in Denham Springs. I uh, lived there... About six years, and then we moved to Arlington, Texas for my dad's job. Um, We lived there until right before high school. So I moved the summer before ninth grade, and um, we were actually living in a hotel when I started ninth grade because our house wasn't built yet. So I started high school not knowing a single person in the building. That sounds terrifying. It was the scariest day of my life. Scarier than... The day I got married, the day I had my kids, I just, I, I feel like I'm not always the best in social situations where I don't know anybody. I'm pretty much the opposite of you. So you can walk into a room and not know anybody and then you leave and you're everybody's best friend. Um, I'll tell you a story (laughs) in in a little bit, but, um, but I was absolutely terrified, um, Okay, but if I, I put myself in your shoes in ninth grade, going to the high school, we went to the same high school. I, I was kind of terrified too. But that sounds my, so my stomach hurt just yeah. Just that's thinking about that's, it. that's traumatizing. Yeah, it was it was bad. But um, I happened to run into a girl as soon as I walked in to the front door, and we hit it off, and we became best friends. She was my college roommate. <gasps> um, the world didn't end. Everything was fine, um, and I survived. 
That's what me and you have had this conversation though. When like we're nervous about something like medical procedures, and mm-hmm. we're like, we will actually walk out of this building. Yes, so we I will felt make like it. I got those injections in my ear. I yes, was like, I will physically walk out of this building. You yes, know? so I know it is a good way to think about it. Like no matter what happens in this scenario, I'm going to make it out on the other side. I used to do the same thing for like big exams or if I had to do some big presentation in school and I was dreading it. I was like, well, no matter what happens, I'm going to survive. I'll, I'll make it to the other side and everything will be okay. So, um, but yeah, so I uh, moved back and we lived in the Gonzalez area, um, went to LSU and uh, I live on the other side of the river now in Brule. So I've kind of, you know lived all over the place and people ask me like where I'm from I'm not really sure what I should tell them so now I'm from Burley I suppose okay I mean that that works you know wherever wherever your heart says you're from Rachel Mm -hmm. okay so you went to LSU and you graduated in international studies okay with the intent to do what I thought that I wanted to be a history teacher I had a history teacher in 10th grade who I just loved her. I loved being in her class. I loved... Who was it? Um, so at the time, her name was... Um, I can't remember her first name, but her last name was, Ms., it was Mrs. McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the story after I left. Yeah, she was awesome. I loved sitting in her class. She made me feel like history was just a big story. It was like she was telling a story up there. And I, even the kids who were... I don't want to say terrible students, but did not care at all. We're just like enthralled with everything that she was saying. And um, it was just very inspirational. I was like, this is what I could do this, you know. Um, So I went to LSU and graduated in international studies. But probably about my junior year, I was like, you know, I don't think that's what I want to do. You know, the idea of getting up there in front of a bunch of people and talking every single day. Um, typically that's what's required, right? Um, <laughs> you know, kind of a big part of the job wasn't really something I felt interested anymore in anymore. And, uh, so, but I wasn't going to start over. I'd put in too much work and I just, I didn't know what I wanted to do anyway. And so I just kept on going, graduated. Um, and I had met my husband at the time. Uh, we both were working at Pirate and Seafood Restaurant. Still um, safe. Yes. It's a, a awesome place. I really enjoyed working there. I really enjoy eating there now. Um, but we both worked there. So I met him in college and I knew he wanted to get married, but I did not want to be a married waitress. No offense to any married waitresses out there. But um, so I started looking for a job and uh, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I need a job so that I'm not a engaged waitress. So, hold on. so what years were you working at Power Rangers? Do you remember? I, let's see, I guess I probably started in the summer of 2007 and I was there until the summer of 2011 because that's when I started here. The reason why I'm asking is because I taught at the academy from 05 to 09, and we would frequent Power Rants on Friday afternoons in mm. the little bar. I'm yes. just wondering if we ever ran into each other and we just didn't know it. Maybe so. I always wonder about stuff like that. I wish that, I don't know, there was some sort of technology where, like, you could, uh, like, know if you ever, like, 
met someone or crossed their path in the past. We should invent that. I know. It'd be rich. There we go. Okay. So you're like, okay, so I don't want to, you know, you started looking for a job. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, how did that search go? I did not really enjoy, I don't know if anyone enjoys looking for a job, but I really didn't enjoy it. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was pretty much just looking for admin jobs. Um, I would make myself, like I would, I would work a day shift at Pyrans and then I would make myself come home and look for a job for 30 minutes and then apply for anything that I saw. Um, and after that 30 minutes, it was done. And I just put it away. Um, I found this job. Well, my original job here at Falcon Winkler, I actually found on Craigslist. Oh, back when that was, I think it, I don't know if there was some desperation at the time to find a receptionist or if Craigslist was just a thing, a much more a thing. Were you hired after we had the staffing agency people? Were you here when those staffing agency people were here? So when I... Like the girl who basically made up an entire story about her life and then two weeks later on a Friday during lunch, she left, unfriended everyone on Facebook. You were here? Yeah, I was after. You were her. Okay, so... I was after. So let me just just put this out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've had some interesting people up front. In fact, we had a lady that... um, was doing things on the job. She was consuming things that she was not supposed to be consuming while on the job. Okay. Most interesting three days that I've ever worked here. She, uh, she said the wrong name of the company. She just, yeah, it was, it was an interesting experience. Bless her heart, but she needed to move on. So then we had a staffing agency because Rachel was an upfront recept. I'm going to say receptionist, but you know, the person that answered the phones, greeted clients, kept that whole area organized. And so, yeah, the girl that we hired, I mean, she came in with super duper, uh, this is how you really don't know people. You can super duper enthusiasm, was friends with everyone, like in the first week. And then a week later, she leaves during lunch and never comes back. Don't even remember her name. Not that I was saying on the podcast. All right. So Rachel was a godsend. And I'm just going to be honest. We, bar was... <laughs> It was. Um, we just wanted somebody to come in and not, no, it not was, be a Looney Tune and not leave. The mold. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, it's always kind of nice coming in after a string of people who were awful because it's almost like you can't mess up mess because up. anything is better than what y'all had. So you know, I think when I first started, I would get compliments and people would tell me like, "Oh, you're so nice," or "You're such a hard worker." And I'm like, "Compared to what?" You know. Like, I think that things had been bad for, um, you know, there had been a string of disappointing. We had some bad luck. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the bar was pretty low. But even if the bar wouldn't have been low, (laughs) Rachel would have exceeded our expectations. So you come in. What year was that, Rachel? It's like I've lost track of time. I've literally lost track of my life since I started here. 2011. Okay. So I was here for two years. I was still sitting up front. I was still sitting in the front area of the office. Mm -hmm. Probably. Just done with my internship, maybe just done with school around that time. Okay, so how long did you, how long were you in that position? I feel like it's kind of hard to remember. I think I was in that position for four or five years. Okay. Um, I had a brief stint in our client accounting department, which um, wasn't the right fit for me. So um, 
I remember telling our firm administrator at the time that I was, you know, going to start looking for another job. You know, I just wanted to let them know ahead of time. And she was like, you know, no, 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 you can basically she told me you can have your old job back. It's fine. And so it worked out really well. Um, so because I think at that point we had somebody and she basically wanted, switched places. Yes, we switched she places. She went to client accounting and you went. It worked out. Yes. So I think I, I went back to uh, being the receptionist for um, a couple more years. And basically what happened was I just started doing more things. I started taking on different responsibilities um, that weren't necessarily I don't know if they, they didn't fall under the receptionist umbrella, really. Um, but I enjoyed them, and I had availability to do them. Um, and they were more HR-related sort of responsibilities. And over time, that just kind of morphed into the HR coordinator position that didn't exist at the time, but just, you know, there was a need for mm-hmm. it, and I was kind of doing it. Anyway, so I transitioned to the HR coordinator position and um, didn't sit up at the front anymore and got my own desk. And That was um, a little emotional, though, because I feel like the person you were sitting up front with, y'all were very close. And I remember going up there that yes. one day and there were both tears. Dude, y'all both had tears in your eyes. Yeah. I was, I was like, but y'all are still going to be in the same building. I know. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I think so. That was actually, or that might have happened. She was moving, and we were hiring someone else to sit in her spot, and so I wasn't going to be sitting with her anymore. And I remember I was really trying to hold it together. Um, I don't like change, FYI. Um, I'm using that to my advantage, but go ahead. Right. Um, Yeah, I, I don't love change, and. So she was moving. Melissa comes up front, and I've been holding it together all morning. And Melissa said, "Are you okay?" And I just lost it completely. I was like, no, I'm not okay. Um, but you know, she's still here. I'm still here. Yeah. Special bond. It's a special bond. Okay. So I think, you know, I, I always tell people this when it comes to small to medium sized businesses and I, you know, we're, you know, not to divulge too much about our firm, but we don't really have like set tracks for people. It's very hard mm-hmm. to be like, okay, after two years, you're going to be this. And after five years, you're going to be this. And I always tell, if that's what you're looking for, I'm like, this isn't the place for you. But, you know, I think that you're talented and, you know, might have taken a while to kind of figure that out. I think this is a good fit. So your HR coordinator, well, first of all, I don't want to do anything that has anything to do with HR. Somebody comes to me about the HR thing. I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't want to say anything that's going to get me in trouble. Go talk to Rachel. And now Lainey mm-hmm. has <laughs> stepped into that position. Okay, so your HR coordinator for some time. Mm-hmm. And now what is your current role, Rachel? <laughs> um. I mean, we have a title. Right. So my title is HR manager. Um, I do do some HR stuff, but I feel like I do a lot of just um, office administration, just making sure things run smoothly, I feel, just from an administrative standpoint. Um, And I just, I don't know, I kind of do a a lot of different things, Uh, you know, anywhere from you know, processing payroll to accounts payable to uh, somehow the bookkeeping, which is for the firm. Funny for the firm. Um, I have no accounting background, but uh, figured it out. Um, just really all kinds of stuff. Working with Laney a lot on staff programs that we're doing. 
um, just an array of uh, hats working that are with worn. the partners. Working with the partners a lot. So now Rachel gets the just pleasure of coming to our partner meetings once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoy them. She's. I'm really glad she's there. Just <laughs> FYI, it's a nice little uh, backup. Needed another her. another female at the table. I uh, think. There, yes, we did. Um, so I'm gonna back up a little bit. When you first stepped into this kind of new role as HR manager, but really kind of like firm administrator, quasi COO. If I had to just throw a couple of mm-hmm. roles to to titles, uh, how was that experience for you? It was absolutely terrifying. Okay, was um, it more terrifying than the first day that you went into high school? Hmm. No, it wasn't that scary. Okay. That I I knew that you know I'd been here a long time. I knew everybody that was here. I felt very comfortable with the partners. I knew that I wasn't on an island by myself. Um, so I had all of those those things that gave me comfort. Um, I have a line of day journal that you gave me. Um, so, you know, there's, you know, you have, a, for anyone who doesn't know, it's like a, a each day has five years on it. And each year has about four or five little lines that you write a little blurb about your day. And so I've been writing in it since 2020. So I have some, some years to look back on. So it's been interesting this year. Um, looking back at last year to see, you know, where my mind was at a year ago. And I'm definitely in a better place than I was when I first started in this role. It was, I mean, I knew it would get better, but, and I knew it was just a a year that was going to be a really hard year because everything that I was going to do was going to be the first time I had to do it. Um, And it was, it was pretty I don't want to say awful, but I just, as I said before, I don't like, I, I, I don't really thrive on change. Um, there are a lot of people, and I think that probably a lot of guests on this podcast who love a chat, like they like a challenge, they love an adventure, um, they are always looking for, you know, the next thing that they're going to do, and they're excited by that. Um, and I always feel really boring um, whenever I say that I'm not really excited by that, but I feel like I'm one of those people who it's like, I like to come to work. I like to know what my day is going to look like. I want to feel confident that I will hopefully do a decent job at it. Um, I don't want to say I don't <laughs> like to figure things out, but I just like to, I like consistency. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so um, what is what would you say though is one of your, bigger fears in the job mm-hmm. um that I'm going to disappoint mm-hmm. people by either making a mistake dropping a ball um not being what the partners what Laying ideally expectations exactly what mm-hmm. they would want me to be you know do you think some of that self-inflicted oh yeah no. So basically told Rachel, I screw up every day of my life. I have no idea how anybody thinks that I can run a firm. And she's like, that didn't help, by the way, just <laughs> FYI. 
Not not a great strategy to try to make her feel better. I knew she was freaking out when I was in Lake Tahoe and had a call for her oh, at like yeah. five AM or text and she's like, Hey, not a big deal, Melissa. Um, but like if we could talk when you get back and I'm like, Okay, well I just got here. So <laughs> do we need to talk now? It's gonna be a long week. But we're really proud of you, Rachel. I mean, she's come a long way. You help the partners tremendously when it comes to and the firm and the employees tremendously and and Lainey's Specifically like, me. Yeah, Lainey's like, uh uh-huh. <laughs> So, you know, I think that you've, you've really come a long way. It's a it's a pleasure to watch you grow. Thank you. And she puts up with me. I would, I need Melissa. I think I don't think that you know how much I need you just to be there to give me words of wisdom or just, you know, advice or just to check in on me. Melissa's always, like, she's definitely one to check in to make sure that I'm doing okay, especially... I mean, when I first started in that position and I was just like barely treading water, yes, I feel yeah. like you checked in on me a lot and you helped me with a lot of stuff. And you, Melissa would always just, she would drop what she was doing to come and help me with some oh. silly thing I couldn't figure out. See, I didn't think twice about that, Rachel, because <laughs> you would do the same for me. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about your family life then. Okay. Because you have two adorable girls. I mean, you have a husband too. His name's Corey. Yes. Who is an accountant. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> not here, though. Corey does not work here. So I don't know. I don't know if I knew that you and Corey actually met at Pomeranz. You might have said that, but I don't know if I remember that. Yeah, so I was. A little restaurant romance that, you know, yeah. thrived. Yeah, there have been um, a few Pomeranz romances oh. that have uh, stood the test of time, for sure. Um, he was a server, and I was a hostess. Um, I loved being a hostess. Yeah, it was, it was. Did you wait tables there? I did. See, I, I got so nervous about carrying a big tray. Right. I was terrible at carrying the big tray. Oh. Really, really bad at it. Um, I never tried, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that people, like, cursed me under their breath because, like, I was not a good food runner. Um, I didn't particularly like waiting tables. So, I was a hostess for maybe, like, a couple years. And then Corey, you know, after telling me over and over how much more money I would make if I were a server, I finally did it. Um, Corey loved being a server and I didn't really love it uh, because of the same fear that I have here. I'm, I was always too afraid to just point people. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be like, Oh my God, that person's diet Coke has been empty for like 10 minutes and I know it, I see you, but I can't get over there and they're going to hate me. Or if someone's food got messed up, I was just like, it was just a personal just failure on my end. And um, you know, that's just my nature. Um, but but yeah, so we, we met at Parians. He was dating somebody at the time. And um, so, Ooh. yeah, Juicy. I remember we were rolling silverware out on the patio. <laughs> oh, I remember that task. Uh-huh. And <laughs> Lainey, um, too. I'm sure every <laughs> server yeah. has to do it. You have so much you have to do before you can leave. And I felt like he had a crush on me, and I had a crush on him. And so I casually asked him if he was dating anybody. And he said, yeah, I've been dating uh, someone for five years. And I was like, well. All right. Uh, I guess that's not going to happen then. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, so that, you know, that what seemed like a dead end. Uh, he left and went on a backpacking trip in Europe by himself for about two months. And I was like, well, I'm never going to see that guy again. And then he By himself? Did he go himself. with anyone? No one. No, he just went by himself. And he did that couch surfing thing where you stay on random people's sofas. Hell no would I ever do that. Okay, no. go ahead. I'm not, I'm, I'm too risk averse, but go yeah. ahead. 
No, he had a great time. Um, was he, like, doing some soul-searching? I think so. Um, he had, uh, I guess, some clarity, came back, um, broke up with his girlfriend, and came back to Pyrans, which was awesome for me. <laughs> and uh, as soon as I saw him, uh, you know, I was so excited that he came back, and I remember he shared this um, online journal that he had kept. It was like a public journal so that like your friends and family could see what you were doing make while sure you were alive. Make mm-hmm. sure you were alive. Um, see pictures and stuff that you had posted. And so he shared that with me. And um, I remember going home and I read like the entire thing in like one night oh. and like showed my mom. I was like, look at this boy. He's so cute. <laughs> um, he has a cutie patootie. Yes. Yeah. And there's two of them. He has an identical twin. <laughs> um, oh, Mm-hmm. Also, don't know if I knew these things. Yes, he does. And they're they're identical. They're identical. Mm-hmm. That's tripped us up just a couple times. <laughs> um, but anyway, so after after he came back, we um, still had a crush on each other, but we you know it was available. So um, you know, we started seeing each other, and uh, I guess the rest is history. Okay. Yeah. yeah uh, I would say, I don't know if I know of another couple that looks like they fit more than you and Corey. Mm-hmm. Y'all literally look like y'all fit. Like, I see pictures of you, and I, like, have, I don't want to say I have a crush on y'all, but I'm like, this is just a beautiful family. Oh, so, and so, okay, so y'all, you got married while you were here, because you were Bunfield, now Marino. Yes, so I know I had mentioned that I didn't want to be an engaged waitress, and Corey knew that, so I got my job here. There was a week between, maybe, I guess maybe a couple weeks, I'm not sure, between when I accepted my position, when I actually started, and we got engaged right in there. Oh, okay. So that I was... But you got married like a year later, because you mm-hmm. were bundle for a little while while mm-hmm. you were working. Here. Yeah, okay. I, we were engaged for about a year, and so... Um, yeah, okay, so then a couple of years goes on, and you have your first, and her name is Wren. Wren. Mm-hmm. And Wren is how old? She's seven. She is, how would you describe Wren? Wren is me in a small body. Yes, she is. <laughs> she is um, so much like me. I feel like she looks like me, but she acts like me. I know, I feel like I can relate to her so much um, because she, all of her feelings, her thoughts, the things just the things that she does are just so much like me, 100%. Uh, the younger one, not as much. <laughs> so who, who's Colette like? I don't know. I, I, I feel like she's got, she's got, not that Ren doesn't have spunk, but I feel like Colette's the spicier one of the two in terms of just like kind of yeah. giving you a run for your money. I would say that, yes. Um, I feel Ren, like Ren wants to follow the rules. Yes. And be very polite. And mm-hmm. Colette's like, I don't know what these rules are. I mean, like, right. I'm just picturing when I came to your house, when I dropped you off at your house. Uh-huh. Not that they were bad, but, I mean, I could just distinctly tell there's a difference between right. these two children. And Colette has the cutest head of curly oh. hair. She has some crazy curls. Crazy I'm curls. not exactly sure where those came from. I remember when Melissa came to my house. She was just dropping me off, but asked her if she wanted to come in for just a second. And, of course, Colette came running out in only her zebra underwear. Um, okay, how old is she? She is, well, she's about to be five. Okay, yeah, I mean, she's cool. Yeah, yeah. but she, she's, I would say she's um, more the wild one. Right? Yeah. She's definitely the rule follower, 
Um, she don't ever do anything bad on her watch because she will tell on you. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's a people pleaser. She hates to disappoint, just like myself. And Colette will just flat out tell you no or that she doesn't want to do it. That's just the way it is. Total opposite. Total opposite. Yeah. So I feel like Ren might follow in her mom's footsteps in terms of a career. And Colette might be the one that you were talking about earlier that's, like, excited about change and the next thing to come. Exactly. Ready for an adventure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always tell people who um, say that their daughters are bossy. I'm like, they're not bossy. They are just training to be leaders. Mm-hmm. I know they're bossy to you, and it's really annoying. But yeah. the reality is that if you want to be a leader, you have to be bossy. Yeah. It just comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. But they are really, really cute. Thank you. Okay, so are y'all taking any trips this summer? Um, I don't know that we're going to do too much this summer. I'm sure we'll do the annual family beach trip, um, which is getting less and less stressful as the years go on. Um, the kids are getting a bit more independent. So I don't know if this is the year I actually bring a book to read or not. I don't know if we're quite there yet. Um, yeah, I haven't brought a book book for years. If you need a book. Oh, I know. I know you do. I have like six, a pile of six right now that I finished, you know, because I'm on my 22nd book of the year. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I'll definitely take them. Um, but Corey and I are going to, we are celebrating our 10th anniversary this year in October. I'm telling you, I'm old. But um, we are probably, we want to do a big trip somewhere, like abroad. Yeah. I don't know that we'll do it in October, though. I think we might hold off until maybe February of next year, just because that time is a little less hectic for me. And um, I feel like I can get away a little easier without Rome burning, you know. Mm. Um, We're not sure where we're going yet, though. But it kind of reminds me of when we were planning our honeymoon and we just got like we just got out of world map. You know, we were just like, what should we where should we go? I know. I feel like you two are adventurous when it comes to that type of stuff. We do love to travel. We haven't done as much of it since we had kids. We do try to take them different places, but it's just, it's just, you know, a little different. Um, the things you do on the trip, the actual traveling itself is a little more stressful, I would say. But we want to kind of instill the love of traveling in our children. Um, it's something we enjoy. We went to Europe in college, um, it was a very, we were definitely on a budget. So it was a very interesting trip. You know, the whole, I didn't do the couch surfing thing like Corey did. I, I wasn't brave enough for that. But we did, you know, stay in hostels and gosh, we ate like apples and bread and oh. water for like, <laughs> or like cheap bottles of wine, you know. And um, I mean, it wasn't that bad. We, eat other things besides that. But I'm sure that if we went back, we would, you know, eat at actual restaurants. Yes, yeah, so I think you would have some food <laughs> actually prepared. And Stuff like that. And actual place. Right. We might not have, you know, 10 other people in our Patrick room. Torito would never in a million years stay in a hostel. Ever. Yeah, it wasn't the most comfortable thing, but at the time, uh, the the idea of going to Europe Yeah, that's not what you had to was, do. You know, it was something that we, that I really wanted to do. Um, and so I would have done, I guess I would have couch surfed if that's what I, what it took. But, uh, luckily we didn't have to do that. So, um, I think that, you know, when we plan this next trip, no matter where it is, you know, it'll be, 
a different, you know, different kind of trip. So I don't know if we're, you know, we talked about maybe doing Spain and mm-hmm. there's a boat you can take to go down to Morocco. That sounds fun. I've never been to South America. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been to Asia. I've never been to any of these places. I've actually never been abroad at all. Oh, you definitely have to go. It's such an adventure. And, um, it's so tempting to go back to Europe again. When we went the first time, we went to um, France, Italy, and Belgium. And it's just, I don't know, you feel like you're in a movie. Yeah, I've heard. So, truthfully, so Patrick and I, our 15-year anniversary was last year, and we wanted to do a big trip. I really wanted to do, a, like, a, I'm going to say Mediterranean cruise. I'm not sure if that's technically what it's called, but I wanted to go to the Greek Isles because mm-hmm. I've heard. Have you been there? Yes. I mean, I, okay, see, all these things I need to go. <laughs> that's the only time I've been I had a, I had a friend one, tell, one time telling Melissa, you do not have children. Why are you not traveling more? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm too practical, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, um. But with COVID, at that point, cruises were still kind of like, you know, and I think we're still kind of in that situation. And it's just like, I know everybody's experienced this, especially with COVID, like getting really excited about something and then it not happening. And you're right. So, um, but that's exciting. And the planning is also super exciting for it. It is. Um, This whole, you know, the whole Russia situation. I mean, maybe we won't get too close to that area, but Corey has also been to Europe twice now because he did the backpacking trip and he went to I can't remember how many countries it was I think he went to I don't want to say the wrong thing but I want to say it was like 13 countries that he went to um so whenever we talk about going you know he's I'm like oh well you know I've never been to Greece and he's he's been you know and he's already been to Spain um not that he's not willing to go back again he already went back to Europe with me one time and re-went to Countries he'd already visited, but um, he seems like a go with the flow type of guy. Is he go with the flow? Is he a typical accountant? Um, Compare him to these accountants that you work with every day. I think, as far as like traveling goes, I think he would be pretty open to doing whatever. Like, you know, if I come up with an idea, I think it's something that you know he would definitely be cool with. Um, I don't know. I think that Corey. I would say that he's like a planner and he likes to have things a certain way. So you'd say he's more type A? Probably. Would you say you're type A? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Probably so. Okay, so I'm surprised this works, but it does work. <laughs> Patrick is not type A. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. Y'all probably can tell that Patrick is not type I would say that Corey's definitely more chill than me, though. Um, I probably come off... As pretty chill at work, maybe. I'd say that. I'm um, pretty go with the flow, pretty, pretty calm. chill. Yeah, calm demeanor. Calm. Um, I don't feel like I'm that way necessarily at home. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to have things a certain way. Um, and with kids, that's challenging. A challenge. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like I'm opposite. Mm-hmm. I feel like if people see me at home, they're really surprised about how I am at home compared yeah. to how I am here. And that's just because... I'm freaking tired after being high strung all day. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's exhausting. So mm-hmm. yeah, I can chill with the best of them. Yeah. Well, and that's something that Lainey and I have actually talked about a couple times, you know, just how you are at work versus how you are at home. And especially in a job where you're constantly dealing with people all day, you're trying to please people all day. You're trying to make sure that you're, I mean, everybody here wants to be nice, but like, I feel like we're always trying to like put on a smile, be cheerful, no matter what's going on, make their lives easier, help them if they need help. That by the time we get home, 
We're just like, don't talk to me. Yeah. Why are you asking me this question? Sorry. Exactly. I love you to death. Exactly. But, yeah, I answer questions all day long. Yeah. And, you know, the kids, they want something. They need help with this and that. It's just constant. And I'm like, I've been helping people all day. Leave me alone. Um, But, you know, it's, I, I really enjoy, you know, that aspect of work. It does. But by the time I get home, I'm like, I feel like I'm less chill. For sure. I can see that depending on the day. But now Lainey has helped me with the HR duties. Lainey is my lifesaver. I can't imagine. She helps me so much. Um, I feel we were talking before we uh, started recording. I feel like she's like half the brain and I'm the other half. Like sometimes I just don't think of something and Lainey's like, well, what about this? I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, and vice versa. So we really like feed off of each other. And I feel like between the two of us, we can always, you know, I don't want to say think of everything, but try to come pretty close think of most things I will (laughs) say I feel like when you the two of you were talking about your relationship and Melissa kind of guiding Rachel I feel like she's that for me Mm -hmm. so it kind of goes with this it you know as longer you work here ultimately it does that David Winkler did that with me you know Mm -hmm. so that's uh that's that's part of the gig but a very enjoyable part so Mm -hmm. Rachel's the best I feel like she's my big sister like I can talk to her about work stuff obviously Mm -hmm. but then like I can also go to her with personal stuff. Rachel's seen the good, the bad, and the ugly of Melissa Torino <laughs> oh, in me all too. aspects. She's and, seen all and of And I mean, like, nice, mad, pissed, snappy, <laughs> crying, frustrated, stomping my feet. Oh, yeah. But the no, good. No judgment oh, yeah. either. The good. Rachel. No, no judgment from Rachel. Like, I've gone in there and started crying before, and she's like, okay, what do we need to do? And I'm like, you're, like, younger than me, but I really need some advice. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, um, after I graduated LSU, I thought that I wanted to do guidance counseling, and I applied for a um, master's program, but I actually didn't get in, and mm-hmm. so that was that's when I started kind of applying for jobs, and I think everything happens for a reason, but I think that um, there is part of me that I feel like I'm a good listener. Sometimes I don't always know exactly what the right thing to say is, but... Um, you know, sometimes things flow a little more naturally and I can, I feel like I can try to be helpful to people who are kind of going through some hard times and it's worked out because in my current role here, you know, that happens. Yeah, you're empathetic and definitely compassionate, but I will tell you, one of the things that I've seen from Rachel over the past couple of months, well, really the past couple of years, is kind of being forced into this new role. She's had to stay in her ground. And you will stand mm-hmm. your ground in front of the partners if you truly believe in something. Yeah. And, I, and, I and that's so. a that's a leadership aspect that you've uh, that makes me proud. Because, like, we'll be at partner meetings and she's like, well, no, this is what we're going to do. I mean, she's a little, like, that's what I would say. <laughs> but that's what she's trying <laughs> to get to. That the, way. Yeah, that's what she's trying to get to. But anyway. All right, Rachel. Well, thank you for being a guest on our podcast. It's long overdue. Oh, well, I figured maybe someday that. This would happen, so it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, you seemed very comfortable. Well, you know, I thought about it. At first, I was nervous, but, uh, you know, I was like, everybody in this room I'm comfortable with, and, and you're gonna, just like having a regular conversation. And you will be alive after and you're going to survive. Yes, yep. I've made it to the other side. <laughs> hey, so unrelated to Rachel, but I did want to do a um, public service announcement on Billy Racers. We had a conversation on Billy, and I'll be honest, y'all, I tried some other Racers. No, Billy is the best. I just renewed my Billy. I can tell where they changed because I've like nicked myself, but but they're still. I got the, the shading closest. Cream this time. Oh, I'm getting that. Ooh, 
It's it makes good. you feel fancy. I don't always use a shaving cream. I so just fancy. using one makes me feel fancy. So, so I will tell you, so I was like, well, I'll get like the Venus or whatever it is. And like that looks kind of similar, but it does not, the shave is not as close. I don't know how to put it. Maybe it's just like my hair on my legs, but. I always feel like men's razors are the best. They are. Patrick used to have this one and he had a subscription to it. And I think it was just called the razor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a great razor. Yeah. But Billy is, uh, uh, you know, I had to uh, order another one. I don't even know what I use. I probably use some crappy razor. I don't know. Well, and I also never replace is, my blades. <laughs> yeah, these are not expensive, and then you get the blades. But there's there you get the blades, and you know you have a subscription. But uh, there's another one like Flamingo or something. There's a there's lot a of few. them. Mm-hmm. I was gonna try those, but then I was like, oh, I don't want to do like another subscription. I'm trying to get away from subscriptions. Mm. So uh, yeah, it's working. I just stopped my subscription for a while because I wasn't changing them often enough. Yeah, I just like had a bunch of razors. But they're they're at least easy to change. Like they're, it's at least easy to do that online. Nothing irks me more than when I subscribe to something. It's like in order to cancel, you have to call this number. I'm like, I don't want to call the number because the person is just going to, yeah. why do you want to do this? That's how they get you. That's how they get me. Well, I've stopped being a sucker. All right, guys? <laughs> I've really I've really stopped. I'm really proud of myself. Melissa does get, I feel like you get less packages to the office. That's because they go to my house. Ah. See, I enjoyed them coming here. Look, whenever, so whenever Since Melissa. Since I moved, they now go to my house. When Melissa was getting a lot of packages to the office, it was always fun. She would get a stitch fix box here. And I get that here. Like I still that. get that here. It's a tradition. Yeah. I love to go through her stitch fix box with her. Um, I just like to. My mm-hmm. cause box. Rachel actually normally would open my stitch fix before I open my stitch fix. I'd be like, hey, stitch fix is here. And she'd run back there and we'd open it together. And it was a thing. It's a thing. And it's still a thing. So if I'm out of town and I happen to get a stitch fix, we wait. And I feel like I have a good um, pulse on the kind of stuff. Like I'll pull stuff out. I'm like, oh, this is, you're going to love this. Or I'll pull something out. I'm like, mm. there and he's not going to like this very much. There was a period where mail wasn't coming to my house. Like I'd have to go get stuff from the post office. And... I just sent it here instead, and then Rachel would open it with me, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm very disappointed that she resolved her mail issue. Yeah. It was fun while it lasted. Yeah. Well, a lot of stuff I get is just from Amazon, even though, side note, I did go on Amazon and order, like, four kind of, like, work but casual work dresses, um, and then I looked in my closet, and since I have cleaned out my closet, yeah, I need mm-hmm. some clothes. So I ordered two from Ann Taylor. We'll mm-hmm. see if those work. But I, I definitely have... I personally have a lot of luck with Stitch Fix. Yeah. Uh, I've been this dress to, I'm wearing is a I Stitch Fix dress. Oh, I yeah. Every time I wear something from Stitch Fix, it you know, fits me well. And I love mine. I get a lot of casual stuff in it that I wouldn't wear to work, yeah. but I love mine. And it's like Christmas, except you pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> I've been meaning to sign up. I made myself an account, so that was step one. But that's you should sign up because you basically uh, – so Rachel <laughs> benefits – from the clothes that I don't like from Stitch Fix, because if you keep your box, you get 25% off. So sometimes if I have one thing I want to return, mm-hmm. it's just easier to, Rachel will buy it. But mm-hmm. I mean, you're wearing that shirt the other day, and I'm like, I think that was the shirt that from Stitch I've Fix. had it happen where it there was one thing I didn't like, and it was cheaper for me to keep the yes. entire box mm-hmm. and then to buy everything but that one. And then I actually ended up liking the shirt. I yeah. just tried it and it was I fine. feel like Stitch Fix is awesome because it kind of forces you to get some things and try on some things that you might not have picked otherwise. Because mm-hmm. I will tend to pick the same things over and over and then you you get a closet full of shirts that are all the same cut mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all neutral colors because apparently I don't like 
too much color. I'll yeah. buy a million white or black shirts. Same. I noticed that when Roy G. bibbed my closet. I was oh. like, I, y'all. Oh, I've been like that. Oh. My black section is really let me, like half my closet. Let me just tell you, it sounds to me so overwhelming. And it's like, okay, but now how am I going to find things? Because like in my brain, it's like short sleeve dresses, mm-hmm. sleeveless dresses, like that kind of category. The colors are way easier to find stuff. Of course, I got rid of all my red. All three of the red dresses that I'm getting rid of. Um, that, that's it. I have no more maroon or red because they didn't fit me today because it was the clothes. It wasn't me, I'm sure. No, it's definitely not you. It's been years. They, they're years old. Years old. So, yeah, you should try it. And it doesn't take that long. And then it just, like, puts everything in perspective. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, maybe so. Corey actually does our laundry. Our, me and his laundry, he does that. And so he'll just put all of my clean laundry on the hanger and just put them in one spot at the front of the closet mm-hmm. and then I disperse them accordingly so you should try it it's just not as bad as it sounds and my mm-hmm. sister's a big fan of the Roy G. Dib. Huh. maybe so that sounds interesting I've never I thought that only celebrities did stuff like that I mean we kind of <laughs> we have a podcast oh, that's and true you're, you're on right. it you're right. so so we're celebrities now I mean just well, I think you should romanticize every aspect of your life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mine's always been in that order. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I might just do that. Okay. Well, that's my advice of the day. Okay. All right. Take him. Anytime I have to pick out a green shirt for St. Patrick's Day, I'm like, why do I not own any green? Yeah, I love same. green. I know. It same. looks good on me. Why do I not own green? Like, do they well, just today I was like, shirts? why do I have five red dresses? I wouldn't even say that red is my color. And I'm like... Why do I have all these? I don't know. I, don't I feel know. like I associate maroon with you. I feel like you look good yes. in maroon. Oh, well, that's good. well, I just got rid of three maroon dresses, so we might have to find have some to more. Now you know we're looking at the headshots, and you're in that really pretty maroon dress. Okay. Luckily, that one still fits. And stitch fix. That's a stitch fix dress. That's a stitch fix dress. Yeah, the ones today, the ones that I were trying on today. First of all, I think one of them is literally ten years old. I'm not even going to kid you. So I'm sure after. I mean, I yeah. I'm justifying this to myself, but I, I, my size hasn't changed when I go to the store, you know, but this was just like, I'm like, I don't feel like this style is in, you know, so I'm doing the veterans of America. I think that's what it is. Like the pickup, they come to your house and then they give you these yellow bags to put stuff in. So they're picking up on Monday. Best thing ever. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to be a minimalist. For your clothes? You're giving your stuff to the veterans? You're close to the veterans? So, you don't want some of this stuff. Okay. I just didn't want to, I mean. Okay, first that, of all, you can't fit. You're not going to be able to fit in I these dresses. Don't, I mean, you're. Just, I'm two sizes bigger than you are. So some stuff we could make work, but this is, you're not going to be able to make. I wanted to make sure I wasn't and missing out on anything. And really old and out of style. <laughs> like from the limited, the limited we'll clothes we'll like five years ago. We'll so anyway. All right. Well, we hope that everyone has a great week. Um... I'm thinking, I think Memorial Day is the ne- the week after this comes out, so that everybody's a great Memorial Day. We'll be skipping an episode that week. And then Melissa's gone for several weeks in June. I'm out, people. So, ladies taking over. Yeah, ladies <laughs> taking over. Might have a pot or two without me. <laughs> and everybody might be like, that sounds way better. So, anyway. Kate Cook coming back. Kate Cook's making a, she's making a, uh, not a cameo. A comeback. A comeback. <laughs> Words are hard. All right, everyone. Hope you have a great week. And thank you, Rachel. Appreciate it. Thank you.